You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Well, we've got a big show for you today. Where do we stand with some of the pro-life legislation and court cases? The two Supreme Courts have had uh, some some outcomes recently that have benefited pro-lifers. Thomas Jipping will join us from the Heritage Foundation. And a bit later on, uh, what was dining with the saints like? Uh, we'll ask the author of the new best-selling book, and we start with Governor Huckabee. Stay here. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He is playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. It is a busy Friday. And for my listeners that are in the New York metro area, I just want to say thank you. Uh, We crossed the goal last night, uh, and now there will be nearly 500 babies that will be saved in uh, the New York City area because of your contributions to Preborn and the efforts that we've been underway there for a few days. Uh, And just really grateful for all of the good that's been done. We've banked ultrasounds, and ultrasounds eight times out of ten will be all that's necessary to talk a woman who is confused about abortion out of that decision and into giving that baby life. So thank you for those of you that contributed those. We really, really are grateful. Uh, We've got a big show for you straight ahead. Uh, The Drinking with the Saints series that Regnery Publishing put out a couple of years ago quickly became one of the funniest and one of my favorite uh, sets of books that they had put out. They have a companion novel to that, uh, addition to that, that is uh, now taking on food. Uh, it's called Dining with the Saints. And uh, Father Leo is going to be with us later in the hour. He's a co-author to the story, uh, and we will, we will uh, talk with him about that. But I want to turn first to that, I don't even know how you'd describe the display that AOC put on the floor yesterday. Yesterday, Kevin McCarthy, well, no, not even the Speaker. Yesterday, the House of Representatives, in a bipartisan majority vote, so there were a few Democrats that went along with this, uh, suspended Elon Omar, the avowed terrorist-loving, on, on September 11th, somebody did something, remember that? Her, her really winsome way of uh, looking at our suffering and pain from that day. Um, they voted her off the Foreign Relations Committee, Foreign Affairs Committee. And she's going to be on budget or something else. Uh, but she's not going to serve in that capacity dealing with foreign affairs issues. And similar to Swalwell and Schiff on intelligence, there's just a lot of common sense reasons why she shouldn't go anywhere near that committee. But it did not go down easy. And AOC and some of the other squad members literally threw hissy fits in their floor speeches. AOC going as far to say that it wasn't about Elon Omar being anti-Semitic, and she didn't deny that Elon Omar is anti-Semitic. She just said it's not about that. It's about trying to punish a woman of color. Here with some perspective and some thoughts on all of this, uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor, that clip has gone viral, and it you know she's got the little hand wave like a black preacher in a Baptist church, and she's got all kinds of people kind of standing and hooting and hollering behind her. 
But at the end of the day, her rhetoric was empty, and it really is is a picture of foolishness being played out in the people's body. What what were your thoughts in what you saw? It, it's one of the classic examples of when you don't have facts, just get louder and pound the podium, and somehow that's supposed to make up for the fact that you're not saying anything of value. And that's what we saw yesterday. It was uh, – I would say more electric than most of the Pentecostal revivals that I've ever attended. I just expected, uh, you know, Rashid Tlaib to be playing a tambourine right behind her and for somebody to be slain in the spirit. She was getting after it so much. But here's the fact. The reason that Ilhan Omar has no business being on the Foreign Relations Committee is because she's an anti-Semitic hater of Israel, and she said horrible things even about uh, 9-11, just basically dismissing it as, yeah, some people did something. Yeah, some people did something. They killed over 3,000 innocent citizens who were just showing up for work one day. And that was a terroristic act on the part, on the part of Islamic uh, extremists. She could not bring herself to acknowledge that. She has no business on that committee. So the fact that they took that committee away from her, it's not unprecedented. I don't remember any of the Democrats crying a river of tears when Nancy Pelosi wouldn't let Jim Jordan or Jim Banks be on the January 6th committee or when they took Marjorie Taylor Greene off all committees. I don't remember a word from AOC about that. So it was just a little bit of an overdramatic performance, uh, but we're going to give her a thumbs down for it. They're doing exactly what Nancy Pelosi took the opportunity to do and did with even less justification when she was speaker. 100%. Do do people remember when Nancy Pelosi sitting behind Donald Trump at his State of the Union took the uh, State of the Union text and ceremoniously and very uh, visibly and outrageously tore it in half and tossed it aside? Uh, Do people remember that Nancy Pelosi has been brutal in dealing with Republicans and not even allowing them to have a a voice on the House floor. So for all of the whining and crying that the end of democracy is upon us, spare us. It's just not working, and none of us believe it. Yeah. Well, let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Uh, We've got the State of the Union straight ahead. I'm curious as to what you think the president's going to say. And then someone you know pretty well is going to give the response. But let's save that after your thoughts on what Joe Biden needs to do himself. Joe, I I think, is going to tell us that he's leading the greatest uh, effort of American economy that ever has. We're more secure. He'll probably even tell us that the southern border is absolutely just tip top. He won't know what he's saying. He'll simply be reading it from the prompter. But I expect that he'll be somehow trying to convince us that he's lowered gas prices, that he's created a wonderful economy, that people are working and making more money. I'd just like for him to be a little more honest about some things that would, and that'd be a great starting point. And, and for him to say, I said I was going to be transparent. I've been obtuse. Um, truth is, I've had classified documents everywhere I've ever sat for more than a, a day or two. <laughs> And uh, I apologize for that. And I I shouldn't have said Donald Trump was recklessly irresponsible for him having a few under lock and key at Mar-a-Lago. I'd love to hear that. And I'd love for him to say, and by the way, I'm going to return all those millions of dollars that Hunter helped me make off of uh, his business deals with the Communist Chinese Party 
because I know it looks bad, and I just don't think I want to keep that money anymore. Um, real quickly, your daughter's giving the State of the Union response. Uh, you've got to be just beamingly proud. But what does she need to uh, communicate and get across to the American people? Well, I'm very proud of her. I think she'll show the contrast between the, the policies that Democrats have pushed and what the effects have been and how that really what the Republicans want is just for people to live their own lives without the government telling them what to do. That really is the contrast. And I hope that's what she goes for. Um, I think it's going to be a phenomenal night. Uh, we're going to be watching it and, of course, commenting on it the next day. Uh, what's on the big Huckabee Today broadcast on TBN this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at 8 and 11? Well, James O'Keefe is going to be with us. And as you know, he just released a whole bunch of new videos. That's to say, too bad you can't get a real newsmaker on the show. I mean, you know. <laughs> That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, he'll be with us. We also have Pat Boone on our program, one of everyone's favorites who uh, who just loves Pat for uh, his many years of faithful service to God and country. And uh, Todd Tillman, who was the winner in America's Voice in season 18, is going to be our musical guest. going to be a great show and a lot of fun. All right. Uh, check it out Saturday and Sunday, as we said, 8 and 11. Uh, don't miss it. And uh, in between at 9 p.m., jump over to Salem News Channel and catch out, uh, check out that Kevin show. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll just spend the whole night with Huckabee and McCullough. It's going to be a lot of fun. Governor, always fun to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks, Kevin. You got it. Uh, when we come back, uh, we've got a big news show for you today. Lots going on in the pro-life front, on the parenting front, and on the uh, how to raise kids front. Bethany Mandel joining me with a very important discussion next. Next. 